what we saw last <laughs> night. Uh, you know, raise your hand if you saw that coming last night. I mean, they got they got taken to the woodshed. Yeah, they really did. And I know a lot of Cowboys fans are they're surprised, but not surprised at the same time. It's been just kind of that weird start to the season where it's it's what we've seen already, but this was to the extreme. It was uh, the first game, really, that you could say that the Cowboys were in it after the first quarter, but it was also the first game that really they weren't in it at any point after the first quarter. So it was kind of a it was an oddity in that standpoint, but at the same time, man, it was a lot of those same issues being magnified last night. What was what was your number one takeaway from that game last night? I mean, there's several things that we could talk about from from line play to 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 fumbles. I mean, but what was your single takeaway from the football game? Well, I think you hit it with the fumbles. I think really from that point on, you you even before that, we'll start even before then. But the defense had found a way to to take DeAndre Hopkins out of the game. I mean, he had one reception for 13 yards all the way up until the fourth quarter. And they had, they had eliminated him. They had taken Kyler Murray's arm out of that uh, that equation as well. They had really not allowed him to have a ton of success through the air. And, and even though he didn't have to have a ton of success through the air, they still uh, kind of contained him on the ground. He had a couple plays where, yeah, he scrambled out, and he's going to hit get those. We know what. Kyler Murray brings to the table because of what he did in in Texas in high school and then, of course, at Oklahoma. Uh, well, we know the athleticism that he has, and he's going to get his fill. But the, the big thing was was once the turnover happened, the first one, and Ezekiel Elliott put it on the ground, and then all of a sudden, a couple plays later, Arizona's finding pay dirt, and now you've got a deficit. You come back onto the field, and you try and press a little bit to get back in the game, and try and answer quickly, well, then another turnover happens. And that was such a deflating point in the football game that it put the Cowboys in a tough situation of ultimately going down 21 to nothing. You come all the way back, you drive down the field, and then after the two-minute two warning, you have an opportunity to get that, that, that answer that you really needed, and the touchdown pass to, to Michael Gallup was dropped. And so a couple deflating moments. It really started with the turnovers, and, and Zeke said it himself after the game. He said, we and I can't have that happen. I'm the one that's supposed to be the one carrying the load, and I have all the pressure on me. I can't drop the football in those situations. And he did it twice last night, and it was super uncharacteristic, but it was deflating nonetheless. Kyle, I know people were optimistic that this offense could function at least pretty well with, with Andy Dalton back there. I mean, could you even evaluate him last night? I know he was off on some throws and didn't look great, but it was just such a such a weird situation and adverse situation personnel-wise. Do you feel like you even got a an idea of what, what he's capable of? Well, I hope that was the worst of what we've seen of Andy Dalton, right? I mean, I, I think everyone expected a drop-off, sure. Nobody's going to say that, that, or at least nobody in their right mind would say that Dak Prescott is an inferior quarterback to Andy Dalton, that Andy Dalton's going to come in and be as good. I think that was pretty clear. But with the veteran capabilities that Andy Dalton brings to the table of recognizing defenses, calling plays, and finding a way to, to kind of navigate through a tough start, we expected to see a better outing. And, and like you said, he was off. He did not play very well. He missed a couple big-time throws throughout the course of the game. And even like I mentioned with the drop Gallup touchdown pass, I mean, that was an opportunity that uh, would have put them at 21-7. to They would have gotten the ball 
to start the second half. And all of a sudden, if you score on that drive, then you're back within a score. So things didn't go his way from a luck standpoint. They didn't go his way from a physical standpoint because he really just didn't have a great uh, amount of time to throw the football. I think once they lost Zach Martin, Connor McGovern kind of struggled a little bit throughout the course of the game. You've got such a young offensive line at that standpoint that even with a backup quarterback behind you, you're not going to have a ton of success. You could have put Zach Prescott back there and he was going to have some, some tough times throwing the football yesterday as well. I think Arizona ultimately just shut down Andy Dalton and outplayed them from the get go. You mentioned Andy Dalton able to uh, recognize defenses, but clearly the offensive line was struggling to recognize uh, blitz packages because they were coming uh, unabated to the quarterback. You're exactly right, and you got to credit Vance Joseph and that defensive coordinating staff for uh, for Arizona. They brought a, a ton of different looks, whether it was Buda Baker off the edge. I thought Byron Murphy had a fantastic game as a cornerback last night. I, I thought he was really in the hip pocket of C.D. Lamb throughout much of the game. They shut down Michael Gallup for the majority of it as well, and that's tough to do with those receivers and the weapons uh, that are on the outside. It's tough to shut those guys down, but it's easier whenever you have the front seven playing like they did. And they they had a, an injury as well on their side of the football. Chandler Jones, who was uh, noted to be out for the season prior uh, to the start of the week last week, and, and they made the necessary adjustments. I mean, that's what you get whenever you have a guy like Vance Joseph, who has been very successful as a defensive coordinator and is extremely experienced in the league. Whereas on the other side of the football and the other sideline, you have some trouble with Mike Nolan in that defense. And uh, it, it was kind of one of those things where it's it, as a Cowboys fan, you're looking and saying, why can't we do that? But they did it to Andy Dalton last night. And it was uh, part of the frustrating uh, tale of the tale last night. Kyle looking kind of long-term here. I know everybody wants to win and, and I understand there is value in winning the division, but at, at this point, would it benefit this team more, you think, to end up with a, a high top five, top ten draft pick than to scratch their way to seven and nine or eight and eight, whatever it might be to, to win the FC East and, and hosting a playoff game? Yeah, you know, it's, it, it, the, isn't that just the, the toughest question in sports right now? Because even based off of the, the, the success that you've had in terms of drafting guys recently, and you take Taco Charlton out of the mix, you might take the – the 2019 draft out of the mix, but uh, overall you've pretty much had pretty solid success in going and grabbing some of these young guys. So even if you do quote unquote tank and, and you do kind of put the season on the back burner and look toward the future, you've got a lot of question marks still. Uh, I mean, and you're also tied up with some pretty big contracts as well. I mean, you've got Ezekiel Elliott on the books for the next couple of years. You've got to pay your quarterback coming up this off season, you've got a bunch of uh, veteran guys that you have on these quick deals that uh, are playing well, like at Alden Smith. And we'll see what Randy Gregory brings to the table this week and things like that, that are on the defensive side of the football. But man, there's a lot of question marks on this team already. And, and really in a year that you were built to win, I know the injuries have really thrown a wrench into things. Maybe the coaching staff doesn't have a great, uh, a great hand on this team. Like we originally thought, going into the year it was really kind of, it's been disappointing for sure but at the same time this was one of those very small window years that you had to try and make a run and get into the tournament and see what you can do so i still think especially with the division being as bad as they are go go win it go win some games try and get to the playoffs because once you get in the playoffs you get in the tournament 
who knows what could happen. And I think there's value in that, like you said, with some of these younger guys along the way, instead of saying, hey, let's, let's take a developmental year. Let's go get this thing, especially because you're still in first place and it's really been up for the taking. As as where does this team go, Kyle? I mean, they played as bad a football last night as I can literally remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, how do you fix it? I mean, what do you do in in a week to get ready for for Washington on the road? Well, I think first off, you you have to give a little bit more confidence. You got to get things right in in that locker room because right now there is no confidence in this coaching staff, and you saw. Uh, the reports from Jane Slater, who today was talking about how players are saying that they're, they're not necessarily trusting the coaching staff, and there's a, a little bit of discontent there. And even if there's smoke there, there's usually a little bit of fire. It may not be as intense, and it may not be as big of a rift as we originally uh, or, or as it's being reported. But because of the, the reports, there's usually going to be some truth to it, especially when you're losing. And, and, of course, winning fixes everything. You might have a chance to win a couple games coming up against Washington and then against a a really banged up Philadelphia team, both of those games on the road, you have a chance to get back to four and four. And if you're back at four and four, all of a sudden you've got a pretty solid little lead in the division to go along with it as well. So I think you you start this week with the the mindset of let's get things right. Let's try and, and build some confidence for this coaching staff, build some confidence for your backup quarterback and a very, very young offensive line. I think that's where it starts. Your defense is getting some reinforcements. Of course, you saw Leighton Vanderesh back in the mix this week. Uh, you're getting Randy Gregory back off of his reinstatement. And then also, uh, hopefully, Cheeto Ouzier uh, is back in the mix. And maybe even Sean Lee. I mean, two guys that are on IR that have an opportunity to come back this week. Uh, should they be ready to go? Stephen Jones mentioned that the other day. So there are some reinforcements coming on that side of the football. Hopefully your offense can get Zach Martin back and then try and get back on track because that's where it starts is up front with the offensive line, protecting Andy Dalton and just hanging on to the football. Did we underestimate, Kyle, the disadvantage of a new coaching staff with this truncated offseason? Or, or do you think this is just more about the, the personnel and not necessarily – not understanding the scheme. Well, I definitely think it plays a factor into it, but by this point, it shouldn't really be an excuse about the, the shortened off season. Because if you look at it from a Cowboys perspective, you have every single advantage in the book training camp with a hotel connected to your practice facility. You have the bubble where you haven't really had an opportunity uh, or really uh, not an opportunity. Opportunity is probably the worst word to use in this case, but you haven't had uh, any real problems when it comes to COVID-19 affecting your personnel and affecting who is available. And uh, of course, practice time and, and games and backing up scheduling and things like that. You haven't had that yet. Knock on wood. Of course, hopefully that doesn't happen and that does not come into the fray. But at the same time, you, you've really done things the right way from a coaching staff standpoint. But why are you not getting those results? You look at Cleveland, for instance, who came to your town with a brand-new head coach, never had been a head coach. He had only been a coordinator in the league in Mike Stefanski, and he comes into AT&T Stadium and puts it on you with a, a Cleveland Browns team that really struggled last year more so than the Cowboys struggled last year. Even from an 8-8 eight and eight to a 6-10 and 10 mark, Cleveland was not as good as Dallas last year, and they came to town and they beat you up with the first-year coaching staff. So I think at this point, you can't never necessarily put the blame on the offseason. You have to sometime find a way to get the job done and turn this thing around. And that's why I said this week is really the week to do it because if you wait too long, you're going to really be in trouble. 
if for whatever reason, and I know we're keeping you a little longer than we promised, but uh, (laughs) this is intriguing. If for some reason they don't get it done this week against Washington, a team that they really are are better at, uh, Mm -hmm. I I think, talent-wise, if they don't get it done this week, heaven forbid, then what? Oh, man, I don't even really want to think about that if we're being being real, Tom. Right. I mean, whenever you look at the, the specifics of this week, this isn't going to be an easy matchup. I mean, Kyle Allen's a veteran quarterback who uh, he'll give you the football over a couple times, but at the same time, he, he knows how to put up some numbers should – uh, should he have an opportunity against a bad defense, which right now that's what the Cowboys are. They're a bad defense. And then even look at the offensive line. They're going up not only against the best defensive line in the NFC East, but quite possibly one of the top three, top four offensive lines in the NFL with five first-round picks across the line of scrimmage from you where Ryan Kerrigan is a backup uh, on that Washington defensive line. He's a rotational guy. And he leads them with three sacks, and he would most likely be a starter on your defense, and he's their second-string defensive end. So I think overall this is going to be a matchup that's tougher than Cowboys fans think. I think there is a legitimate opportunity. You do fall to Washington, but, man, this is just one of those gutted-up games. You're the better team on paper across the board. You have to find a way to get your job done and to come out with a victory on the East Coast because if not, you're really going to be in trouble. Hey, Kyle, thanks. Uh, I know it's been a busy day, and we uh, we do appreciate your time today. <laughs> Absolutely, guys. I always have time for ESPN Central Texas.